All right. Welcome back to another episode of Bitfinex Talks. I'm your host, Ricardo Martinez. Today, I'm here with Luis Fernando Dal Porto, who is the head ambassador for Polkadot Brazil. Luis, how are you today? Hey, nice to meet you. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Nice to meet you also. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. Um, my yeah, first no question is, uh, can you basically give us a brief overview of what Polkadot is? and how it's different from other blockchains and Web3 chains? Yeah, so Polkadot from the start was developed with the concept of having a layer zero that would facilitate like security and interoperability for our ecosystems. So from the beginning, what Polkadot was, was envisioned is that there would be a lot of chains like people would develop a lot of chains so uh but it's it, there's a lot there's a lot of a lot of uh technical problems a lot of difficulties a lot of securities involved that it's really hard to to build your own chain you know it's it's a very long process and a very uh it's not cheap you know so polkadot basically is this layer where you can build uh, your own chain using the polkadot sdk or substrate uh, as it was called, and you can also share uh, share your resources with all the chains that are connected within within Polkadot. So that's the main idea of Polkadot. Could you explain uh, Polkadot's consensus mechanism and how it contributes to the network security and efficiency? Yeah, so Polkadot uses uh, a mechanism called uh, nominated proof of stake. It was it's basically you can nominate uh, up to 16 uh, validators. So instead of most networks, you, you can only choose one, one validator. But here we, uh, in Polkadot, with this NPOS system, you can choose like up to 16. I mean, you can choose one, two, three, four, it's up to 16. So uh, using this mechanism, doesn't matter if uh, it, it also like improves a lot your staking like your your earnings because if you choose one just one validator you have to ex expect this validator to you know validate blocks and then you can receive rewards but if you valid if you're nominating with 16 validators your chances improve of getting you know more rewards so that's one of the reasons that maybe uh, the staking for Polkadot is it's quite profitable so and one more thing i mean uh this also helps the the validators to receive more dot you know to receive more more you know help from from the community you know, for for the stakers because you don't have to you know mark yourself as the only best validator in the network you can have like a lot of validators that collude in one thing so you know they have like this this package of hey we are the best 10 validators, you know, so uh, people can choose the 10 validators instead of just one. So this helps a lot with the decentralization, decentralization aspect, because uh, there won't be like one big validator that everyone trusts. So there's a lot of that. And also uh, it helps maintaining like uh, more, more, you know, more open to more validators to be part of the, you know, to be part of the set that is receiving rewards because uh, as a staker as someone that we will stake dot you don't have to worry about like if you can choose 
uh, five validators, one of them is small, it's not a problem because you definitely will receive rewards because of those four validators that are bigger. So there's, there's also this incentive in play that you can choose one validator that isn't big, isn't like a huge enterprise. You can help them get, uh, you know, up the ranks of validation, but you won't lose, you know, rewards. So it's very important for the, the network to have this, this nominated proof of stake mechanism because of all of that. Can you discuss the role and importance of parachains uh, within the Polkadot ecosystem? Yeah, I mean, parachains are, are, are the main product of Polkadot, right? So you can create your own chain and in a very modular way because there are these, these basically like these modules, these blocks of codes called pallets where you can, you know, basically build your own chain using like uh, some codes of blocks, you know. So if you want like NFTs, you can implement them on the logic of your own chain. It's not a smart contract. So it's it's in the same level of security of the chain. It's not a, a level higher, you know, it's it's more secure than a smart contract. So it's it's one of the cool, coolest aspects of building your own chain within Polkadot using the substrate, you know, the Polkadot SDK. And also basically parachains can be, uh, since we have interoperability, Parachains can be optimized for a specific use case. So, for example, we can have there's one big DEX called uh, HydroDX. It's the biggest DEX within Polkadot. It's a parachain focused on being a DEX. So everything they do, like every new implementation, they have completely complete freedom to you know uh, implement new things without the constraints of building, you know, a smart contract because you have to build more contracts. There's this immutability thing that most contracts go for. So in a parachain, you, you're free to upgrade as you want because there's also uh, on-chain governance installed on every on every parachain. So you can do a lot of upgrades to your project, you know, to your parachain without having to worry about the, the base layer, you know, because you have full control of the of the you know of everything going on in the chain so yeah it's mostly for specific use cases so every chain every part of chain is mostly for specific use cases but there are some chains that are more general for general purpose what uh, for example uh, moonbeam and aster uh how many parachains are there currently in the polka dot ecosystem and are they also validated by the polka dot validators there are, there are around like uh, 50 or more, like probably around 60 already. So in just in Polkadot, right? So yeah, uh, each each parachain has what is called a collator. So a collator is basically, if you know, like uh, the Ethereum sequencers lingo, it's basically a sequencer, but it's, it's more decentralized than a sequencer because uh, every parachain can have up to just one collator, which is the block, block producers, and you know up to like a hundred. Like for example, Moonbeam has a hundred block producers called, you know, the the collators. So these collators they make the blocks and they uh, put them in line and send you Polkadot to validate those those uh, those blocks. So this is very interesting because it opens the possibility for 
you can have like a private chain a chain that is basically private because they have full control of their of their collators of their nodes you know so but the validation process is being is public because it's in polkadot so it's it's a very interesting you know thing you can do you don't need to have like only public parachains you know you can have a private parachains or hybrid parachains and at the end of the day the the validation process will be public because it's made by the validators of Polkadot all, for all of the, the parachains. That's how it works. How does the interoperability in, in Polkadot work? Is it just between all the different parachains or is it also between other blockchains like, um, you know, Cosmos or, or Bitcoin or Ethereum that are out there? So uh, in Polkadot, they developed something very like non-opinative it's called XCM. It's cross-chain message format. It's basically whole. Uh, it's a format for cross-chain interactions. It's not a protocol. So for parachains within Polkadot, you know, using the Polkadot security, for those parachains, there's a protocol made using XCM, which is called XCMP. So XCMP is basically to, to the protocol for cross-chain transfers between parachains. But we also can, I mean, we, you can do anything you want with XCM. You can, there's a bridge being built using XCM for Polkadot and Ethereum. And there's, I mean, there's also, oh, there's there was a team that built uh, a bridge for Polkadot and Cosmos. It's called Composable Finance. So, so, but instead of using uh, XCM, they used uh, IBC. You know, it's the inter-community protocol for for Cosmos. So that's also a choice, and you you don't have to use only XCM. You can use any interoperability protocol you want. But for parachains within the Polkadot ecosystem, it's very preferable to use uh, XCMP because. You know, you have a, like a security guarantee that all the chains within Polkadot are talking in the same language, you know, in, in the same protocol. So they are using the same protocol, they are using the same security, so every parachain has the same security guarantees. So that is that is very powerful, you know. So it's it's basically one of the, the biggest advantages of Polkadot because you have like a, a complete product that basically you can build your own chain and you have like all these resources available just to connect to your chains and talk with, you know, if, if you need resources from another chain, you can XMP directly to them. Let's say you need native USDC, for example, you can basically have all the parachains with native USDC because they're using the same security, uh, the same protocol and the same security that, you know, the, the whole ecosystem in Polkadot is using. So basically, for example, USDC and USDT, they are all native and you, have, you don't have those bridge risks, you know? <clears throat> okay, cool. That's super interesting. Um, how does Polkadot uh, ensure that it's scalable, that it has a high degree of scalability? So, yeah, I mean, one of the things that, that Polkadot can do, like right now, it's you can already connect like we said, we have 60 parachains. You you can already have uh, already like up to 10,000 parachains. 
it's it's very big and imagine 10,000 projects you know that's basically the whole coin market uh, you know coin, coin market cap if you if you go browse to throughout the the you know the pages you get probably 10,000 projects you know so that's a lot of chains <laughs> so it's already scalable to up to 10,000 uh, parachains so yeah it's it's pretty scalable already so and yeah, I mean, for, for those projects, for those parachains that are building inside Polkadot, uh, they can focus on their own dApp, you know, their their own their own product, because uh, that, that's also a very important factor because you can scale your product and you don't have to worry about building your own infrastructure for everything because you can just connect with another chain and has it. You know, it's a very collaborative, you know, ecosystem. And also, uh, there's one more thing called, it's called uh, elastic scalability, which is basically, since it's so easy to, you know, create and manage a lot of uh, parachains, uh, you can have, for example, one parachain for, for your own, like your own name, your own business, that's called, that's specifically for EVM interactions. And another parachain of your own, uh, that's specific for you know some enterprise products you know so you it's it's all yours and it's all connected so it's for the same brand you know we can have a lot of parachains that do different things so you can scale your product based on demand you know so if this demand is not necessary anymore you can just close their parachain i mean you can take all those assets in the chain move securely using xmp to your main chain let's say and you can just delete the, the the old chain you know it's it's very flexible can you discuss any brazilian projects that are currently building on polka dot there's not uh, a specific project that it's made only for uh, of brazilians you know but there are projects that has a few brazilians in the team like for example invarc the co-founder of Invarc, which is basically a, a DAO builder, a very powerful DAO builder, a parachain there's a DAO builder. So one of the co-founders is from Brazil, but there's there's a lot of uh, projects, like for example, in Moonbeam, which, you know, there's some dApps there that are uh, forward towards the the Brazilian market. For example, last week, they, they announced uh, a partnership, Moonbeam and the Grupo, Grupo Hão, which is basically a, a group of a lot of restaurants. So there will be like a, a fidelity, uh, fidelity NFTs for, for users. So for example, you can get like, a, if you buy a lot in this sushi place, you can get a, a, a free coupon uh, made of NFT to get a, a, a free sushi, you know? So there, there's, there's a lot of products uh, right now building towards the, the Brazilian market. Okay. Is there a large Polkadot community in Brazil? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty large. I mean, we've been building the community since 2020, basically since Polkadot's launch. So uh, there was, in the, we had a Telegram group, which with around like two, almost 3K members actively, you know, talking and interacting. We had also a Twitter with Martin 2K, but Twitter uh, took us down for you know, no reason. I don't know why, but we're starting again. 
yeah but, but there's a lot of people i mean in meetups we have like always a, a closed house because for example in uh april no in, in july we had a, a meetup in in rio de janeiro and in sao paulo and it's it was overcrowded we had like uh, 80 80 slots you know for 80 people to be at this meetup and we <laughs> we received like 200 invitations to be at this meetup you know so wow. there's a lot of people interested in Polkadot right here like what are the main challenges and opportunities for Polkadot um like in Brazil specifically well in Brazil it's basically up to us you know to make it work because uh the let's say the global infrastructure of where Polkadot was based which is uh, web3 foundation it's one of the these enterprise companies behind Polkadot and Parity, they have a lot of priorities around the world, you know? So they talked a lot with the US market because, especially because of the regulation aspect, you know, if, if you can get regulated in, in the US, you know, you're basically free to, to do whatever you want in the whole world. So yeah, they almost got that. I, I, I won't say they, they managed to get it because, but for all the, the action letters that the sec has been issued uh they never mentioned it dot so it's it's probably a good thing so so yeah in brazil it has been very easy because here there has been a, a lot of blockchain development you know initiatives right here even from the government so we have like th there is a, a cbdc being built there is a lot of big enterprises al already adopting you know nfts and and blockchain they are they are actually in the process of uh you know studying those those public blockchains you know what we can do with them so it's very like a huge sea of opportunities right here so yeah we are doing a lot of things things to get those opportunities and move to polka dot you know because it's right now it's basically the the change that we see most uh talked right here it's basically more polygon solana cardano and polka dot so those four chains are the main chains being uh developed here what are some of the most exciting projects in the polka dot ecosystem in your opinion right now yeah i mean i would say like hydro dx is one of the most interesting projects it's a dex but it can be like very powerful for the the ecosystem because just recently they're you know th since they are a dex chain they have also something called they just implemented it's automated dca so you know we can dca uh, using their dex and since everything is connected they just released a, a, a proposal and it passed it's everything on chain so if it passes it will be executed so they released that proposal so the the Polkadot treasure can accumulate USDT over time using their DCA uh, uh, infrastructure, you know? So it, it's very powerful. I mean, imagine like Ethereum Foundation uh, automatically building their, their treasure, you know, uh, instead, without needing to resort to trust, you know, this is basically all trustless. So uh, there's, it's all set. It will be uh, Polkadot Treasury will be DCA into SDT for like a year or two. 
and it's automatically using it's in, and it's all secure, you know. So yeah, HydroDX is very powerful for the whole ecosystem. Also, Centrifuge is very huge. Like uh, Web3 Foundation just recently also, they announced that they will uh, buy US treasury bills uh, through Centrifuge chain, through the chain. So yeah, I mean, the, the, there's, and also Centrifuge is basically one of the biggest real world assets chains right now. And also they're, they're starting to build more things on their own chain because up to, up to now they have a lot of liquidity in Ethereum. So they, they want to be in both worlds. They want to be with their own smart contract in Ethereum, but they also want to you know, expand their use, their use cases in a very modular way using their own parachain, chain, you know, to face the centrifuge chain. So these this, uh, treasury bills from the, uh, the United States was the first pool of assets they released on their own chain. It was basically the last week. So yeah, they're going to improve a lot of uh, uh, their product. Very easy to, to onboard a lot of institutions. So yeah, Centrifuge, HydroDX, and yeah, I mean, th those are the main, I think those are the main two that, that okay. I can think about right now. Nice. That's super interesting that they're buying uh, treasuries through through a blockchain. Um, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about the governance in Polkadot and how it works? Yeah. So, like like I said, like I mentioned with HydroDX, you, uh, basically the every parachain is can have uh, on chain governance, including Polkadot. You know. So, but the, the governance, it's, it's closed in their own, it's their, it's their own chain. It's not like something we, Polkadot decides and has to be replicated around parachains. No, that's, that's not the case. Every chain is, is autonomous. They have their own rules. So you can have like a chain that doesn't have on-chain governance. That's fine. Some parachains are like that. For example, Aster, they still have like a, a pseudo key. That control the chain. This is not this is not really a problem because they can just you know remove the pseudo key and start using the on-chain governance. Uh, it's it's more you know advanced than for example the layer twos of Ethereum because they're basically all based on uh, multi-six. But in Polkadot you can you can have already a very centralized governance for to upgrade the chain using the on-chain governance. That's Part of the substrate, you know, Polkadot that's the K uh, tech stack. So yeah, I mean, so every, especially for Polkadot, what happens right now is we have this open governance that controls what will happen to Polkadot. There is no more central authority around the, around Polkadot. There is no foundation. There's, it's the open gov, you know. So one of the collectives that serves uh, open gov. It's a on-chain collective, so they also have like their on-chain payments. It's another cool thing. It's everything on-chain. So this collective basically uh, it's made of very technical people that contributed to the Polkadot code, and they and they can propose changes to the Polkadot, uh, you know, the Polkadot protocol itself, like the, the base layer. And so they are one of the collectives that that take care of the the Polkadot, but we also have, but basically everything, even their decisions pass through the open gov, which is where everyone votes 
with dot you know to have things change on the on the chain so for treasury proposals for financial you know decisions from upgrades everything is it's through the open gov and has to be voted uh, by the, the the token holders you know the stakeholders so so yeah it's it's very very robust i mean there, there's a lot of attention going on to the open gov because people are realizing that if it passes it will be executed so there's a lot of people that basically are, are looking into the the open gov every day the whole day so we can't have like uh, some uh you know baseless nonsense stuff being approved you know is there anything that i haven't asked you that you think is important for the audience to know about polka dot yeah I, there's a huge upgrade coming it's called polka dot uh, agile or polka dot 2.0 so it's basically uh making polka dot more accessible for everyone you know so up to now the way that uh the pilot chains would connect to polka dot would be through uh uh i forgot the name it's an auction auction mechanism so but that's that's very you know that's it's slow very slow <laughs> extremely slow i mean it can take up to like a whole month for a project to actually deploy on polka dot uh you know connect but this is this is not very good for teams that want to experiment more you know they want to build something like they have the idea they want to test it uh you know in, in like a month or, or less than a month but there's a lot there was a lot of preparation involved in building in polka dot but with this upgrade, this Polkadot Agile upgrade, uh, one of the things that will be will change is how Polkadot uh, creates revenue. So for now, the, the, the products, the, the product chains had to lock DOT and get on those auctions. So up to for up to two years, you know, using the, the security and the interoperability of Polkadot. So after to, to this time, they would just unlock the dot and they would have it back for themselves. So, but this is not very uh, scalable for Polkadot, you know. Uh, so this this new upgrade will be basically you you can uh, buy an NFT that will represent the security and the interoperability of Polkadot for a month, for up to a month. That's the maximum amount you can get. But you also can buy projects will be able to buy packs you know of you know 12 nfts for 12 months so this is way faster than you know going to a, an auction so you can just there will be a market marketplace called elastic it's you can uh, it's this, will, this won't be just for projects this will be open for anyone so if you want to buy a uh, block space now from Polkadot, you can go to you will be able to go to Elastic and buy your block space and maybe sell for more, you know, later on. That's that would be a possibility. Or just you know, hold a few uh, block space because you're planning to launch something in two months, you know, so you can be prepared for that. And and the price will be around, for example, for a month of security and interoperability, it'll be around 2k USD. It will be a fair price, I would say. So this is very good for projects because they can have like uh, they can expect 
what they what they will uh, be paying to have this infrastructure you know it's predictable it's very important to have you know predictable costs because without this prediction you can you won't know how much you you need to to expand you know for example for layer two every ethereum layer two depends on how much the ethereum layer one is the gas is you know so they depend on the, the the demand of the layer one if it's it's if it's cheap it's cheap if it's expensive they will pay a lot more in a month maybe so yeah it's very predict predictable and there's also one of the one of the uh, the second biggest upgrade that's coming with the Polkadot Agile is the Accords. So basically, to put it simple, you will be able to build like a, a super app using every parachain that that makes sense for your product. So super apps are, in, you know, in the rise since a long time. Uh, China has. I mean, WeChat, you know, there's app there, there, they can pay and talk and do a lot of stuff on their phone. Uh, Twitter's, you know, X, uh, knowledge called X, is also going for the this super app, uh, you know, thing. And Polkadot, you you will be able to build like a, an interface that will be very friendly to the user. Uh, they will use a lot of parachains without knowing they are using a lot of parachains. You know, it will be very abstract from the, the user because it will be like one accord, like one big uh, uh, deal that these parachains will do to make uh, products more accessible to, to everyone, like a, a huge super app. That's super cool. I can't wait to uh, see that in action. Um, it's going to be interesting when we start seeing like blockchain super apps for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's super cool. Uh, how can people follow you on social media? How can they stay up to date with what Polkadot is working on? Um, can you give the links please? Yeah. Uh, for social media, uh, Polkadot is mainly active in Twitter, you know, on X with, you know, at Polkadot or, uh, my my handle is at one uh, x Lewis. I'm gonna write it for you right here. One x Lewis. So that's it. <laughs> and yeah, I mean you can also follow the the uh, the website, the blog. You know, polkadot.com/blog. That's where the the main upgrades are being published there. So yeah, basically Twitter and the blog is the biggest sources you can get. I mean, there's a lot of information there. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and answering all my questions about Polkadot. Yeah, no problem. Happy to be here. Thank you.